episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Michael Block Talk, on Twitter at Block Talk NYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for the latest news, reviews, and interviews. It's that time of the season to negotiate for rice. So did they succeed? It's time to find out as we talk all things Survivor 44, the birdcage. And joining me is someone I would negotiate for every single day. It's Robbie Rice. How are you? I'm, it's bright and early, not bright yet. It's the 4 a.m. here in Mumbai. Um, coming to you from another place in Asia. Um, listen, um, I'm very excited to talk to you for uh, the second time in a week. For listeners, this is your first time hearing Rob because you'll hear the other podcasts later. Um, but it was fitting when when I when you messaged me like, let's do it. I was like, okay. And then I started watching the episode again. I was like, oh my God, it's literally the episode about rice. How fitting. Oh God, not that. Are you prepared for all the rice puns that I will be throwing at you this entire episode? Bring it on um survivor 44 we're nearing the end how how are you enjoying this season um i like it i feel like new survivor is still growing on me i think there's there's so much love for classic survivor especially like i feel if i remember correctly like as a growing up as a kid the first seasons of survivor that i really remember are like the 12 13 14 um so like uh what was that it was Wars? no well that yeah there was there was cook <laughs> island but there was also it was the first reason first season that sari was on when rs won mm-hmm. um and then also i distinctly remember uh survivor china as well yes. um like i definitely had seen seasons before but those are the ones that really stuck with me and so those players i feel more drawn to so like newer seasons i just um i don't know there's been so many changes so many twists um added things that sometimes it's hard for me to feel the same love but um i think this season has some characters that i'm actually truly rooting for um but there really isn't anyone that I'm fully rooting against, which also makes it a bit hard too, because without having villains, you don't pull as hard for the people that you're rooting for. You're kind of like, okay, anyone could win and I'm happy. I, I agree with that. I think um, character driven, this is a good season. Um, twists we're just never going to get rid of them. Jeff Probst is just going to keep on doing this bullshit to us. And and we're going to talk about some twists later on. Um, But yeah, I think this is a good season when it comes to characters. I do still miss the olden days. Um, I too, Survivor China is like one of my favorite seasons. Um, Todd, absolute favorite winner of all time. Um, But I, 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 I think what the show is realizing is you don't need to recruit people. You don't need to have um, pretty looking people all the time. You can have real players who want to play the game and you will get good television content. 
Yeah, wasn't there a season like previously where basically everybody but one was recruited? Yes. I, I, I don't remember which one offhand, but yes, there was. Yeah. It was like in the 20s, I believe. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I think... I think you have a series of twists. Like he's obviously trying to see which ones stick and which one people love. And so he's trying to figure out, okay, who, um, what's the audience reaction? If we did this, what's the audience reaction? If we did this, like, I mean, there was that whole season of um, Exile Island and that didn't go over well. The amount of people that rebuke that winner, even though I, Chris, I think, he played the he played cards that, that were right. handed to he played the cards that were dealt to him and the fact that people don't um support him is ridiculous yeah i'm like he he did what was necessary and he played the hardest game he could at the time there like he um i he i agree it. Um, I, I really think that, again, you, you, you said it right. Jeff just throws everything against the wall. He's putting twists out to get reactions. We can go back to a time where we can only put one or two new things in a season and see how it flows and then go back to it later on. He's, he's just hammering everything in because he was very bored during COVID and he was like, I'm going to do it all. I think it also doesn't help now because the twist can't be as spaced out as before since they're Correct. only playing 28 days. He did that and to so, himself. Yeah, which I mean is is so interesting to me. What it was it season two or whatnot where they were, it was like 42 days. days. Yeah, and so then we dropped to 39 and then now we're at 28. Um, Choices. Let's go through this episode um they're back from tribal and contrary to what usually happens or in survivor everything went exactly as planned all the votes were put on franny danny played the idol for franny and brandon is gone danny says playing the idol is a bucket list move and he succeeded now jamie will say this was a boss ass iconic move lady this is survivor it was executed well because y'all are just silly gooses I know, I know your feelings with her, but I think, I think she's genuine when she says things like that. I think she's like, wow, she was stunned and surprised. Boss and I, ass iconic move. Lady, that's not even in the top 100 moves in Survivor history. But, but I'm sure in the moment when she's there, she's feeling that like that was, I mean, to be honest, it's one of the strongest moves of the season. Exactly. And I think it's going to go to a conversation we'll have later on. Uh, Danny didn't want Rachu to bulldoze their way through, so they have weakened Rachu. It's three Tika, three Soka, and three Rachu. It's an even playing field, or so he thinks. Lauren will share that she wanted to split the vote, but no one wanted to listen. She didn't see the vote coming as Brandon was blindsided. Their numbers are dwindling. And we will find out that Brandon was the only person who did not want to split the votes. Lesson learned. Um, Ego, uh, confidence. Why did Brandon play himself? Yeah, I think it was the ego. The I think he also probably thought his bond with Danny was stronger than it mm -hmm. actually was. Um, I mean, he saved himself the very first episode. And I think from there, he was like, okay, I, I think he thought he was more in tune with the game than he actually was in that moment. I mean, he was definitely... I had thought that he was going to be out early on in the game and he mm -hmm. played better than I thought he would 
but in the end, um, I think his ego got him. Absolutely. Now, Lauren believes that she is still in the power position as they have the Ratu and Tika numbers, so she hopes the bonds will stay strong so she can have numbers in the next tribal. Jam Jam will tell us that the tribal went exactly how he expected it. Ratu still thinks he's working with them as they voted together, but he knew Danny was going to play the idol. A big target goes out, no blood in his hand. He is good with both sides. And this is what I said on the podcast last week. Um, I did think this was a very, very smart move from Jam Jam and Carson um, because there's no blame on their on them. Yeah, and I'm wondering, I think we, we talked about this where, because I was interested to see why Carolyn chose to vote the other way. And I think what I had said was that maybe she split off because she knew she could trust Tika and she could make a choice yeah. for herself to be in good with the other side. And cause she can, uh, she can ease down Tika's ego right. and still have Soka's trust. Whereas Jam Jam and Carson can have, um, Ratu's trust and so I think I think the three Tikas are playing really well together but obviously it's starting to get noticed um as Jam Jam says he's a little James Bond double zero double zero 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 seven um maybe they don't have James Bond in Puerto Rico um are you a James Bond fan um to be honest I think the only James Bond movie I've seen full way through is um, the one with Pierce Brosnan and Halle Berry. And I was the a kid. What is that? Golden Eye. Golden Eye. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> but I mean, like I grew up watching Sean Connery movies, so maybe I've seen uh, plenty of. Um, I've never those, seen so just don't remember. James Bond movie. I've never seen one. Uh, the closest thing I've ever gotten is Austin Powers. And I'm proud of that. <laughs> I love Austin Powers. Now, Kane's going to nominate Jam Jam as their new leader. And he's like, oh, stop it. But he's like, no, I'm a gay man. I love the attention. Say more. Say more. Speaking of, the gay vendetta is alive. If you vote for Jam Jam, you leave. Josh, Matt, Brandon all wrote his name down. And now they are gone. I think it's a funny little tidbit. It, but it's obviously not really gameplay. I think it's more coincidence, if anything. Um, yeah, I definitely think, um, I don't think he can use this for his resume if he gets to the final tribal. I, I think going forward, I think if it happens like one or two more times, he can say that like everyone he wanted to go home went home, but you can also say like, he didn't vote right for he didn't exactly. vote for brandon he voted for franny so exactly. obviously ratu is going to be like are you just saying that or we have very few people that have uh voted right every single time i think what did i what did i say it was carolyn heidi and franny yeah and then this episode fucked all that up um so it's the morning of day 16 and Kane and Jamie will go on a walk. He tells her that the number one mantra in the game is don't get cocky. And when he did feel comfortable, he got duped. When Brandon was removed, Kane was not heartbroken or betrayed. He was woken up. He knows there are idols out there and he is going to work to find him. We're going to get another reference to Dungeons and Dragons as he says that everyone who plays that game is on the same side against a common enemy. That common enemy is Survivor. Uh, in Survivor are the biggest threats, which he deems as Danny as he made a big move. So he is the number one target. Um, 
Have you ever played Dungeons and Dragons? I have not. I had a friend during COVID explain the whole experience to me, basically teach me how to create a character. And then I just never actually went through with it. And um, when I lived in Orlando, uh, a bunch of my friends and I did like a board game night every week. And when I moved back to New York is when they started playing Dungeons and Dragons. And I was like, okay, I've just, just missed out every time. Um, I don't, I don't know that I have the attention span for such a long game, No. but also I want to take note that it's so funny when people like nowadays, people don't want to seem butthurt when their like ally goes home. I wasn't, I wasn't betrayed. I, I was woken up. It's like the whole thing of uh, like a drag race queen, like <laughs> lip syncs. And she's like, she's like, I was in the bottom two last week. So now there's a fire under my ass and um, I'm going to be in the top this week. So it's that whole thing of like, I'm making a comeback, but I'm like, no, 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 you were butthurt. You were surprised. Well, and he, you just, I, I think they included this because it was the setup for Kane going home. Like the second he started this episode like that, I was like, Oh, he's, he's a goner. There's no chance for him. But I think uh, the other yeah. thing is, wasn't it like three weeks ago, three episodes ago, Kane and Brandon were voting for each other. They didn't have uh, yeah. a, a partnership. So it's like it, it, that relationship made zero sense for me. I think it was a convenience of numbers. Yeah, they truly just, um, the problem is, is that all the tribal um, lines have just stayed just out of convenience. I don't actually see half of these people. The only tribe that I see actually connected as a tribe is the Tika tribe, just because yes. they went through so much in the beginning. The other tribes, I think they're just sticking together because they haven't tried to play with the other side and it continues my 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 desire to get rid of these freaking three tribe starts um because it really proves if you go through something you are stronger in the end um go back to two tribes jeff please please or they should have just done a drop your buffs like let's actually change up the tribes versus like one person gets switched on every tribe but that person gets an immunity idol and right. this is the last one before the fake merge. Now, like, Danny, yeah. Speaking of idols, Danny is on the hunt. As he shares that he could have let Franny go and played a defensive game. But he claims that this game is not one playing comfortable. He is uncomfortable without an idol. He wants another one. So his system is check five, um, check five trees, go back to the woods and repeat. Um, okay, what's your uh, strategy for going on an idol hunt? Um. I don't, it's so funny that everyone's like, oh my God, he's already looking for an idol. I'm like, y'all are looking for an idol too. Don't, don't act like it's such a surprise. He played it. He knows it's going to come back into play and he's going to go look for it. Y'all are, y'all are searching as well. Um, I think at that point, I think I would play kind of like Mike and Ben in the past who um, were just like, yeah, I'm looking for an idol and I'm going to go. You have to like, be open they, they both won their seasons because of idols. Right. Like they, at that point you're like, okay, we are down to like nine people. No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to play for this. Now, Jamie and Lauren aren't on a walk. They do notice Danny's looking uh, poorly played, man. They are on to you. But Jamie wants to find the idol because she wants to have two idols. She is so giddy thinking that she still has a legit idol, which is so funny. Silly goose, silly goose. <laughs> but here's the thing. talk about what happened to the end. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing is, I, I guess, should I save it to the end to talk about? If you want. 
we'll get there because I'm going to have a whole monologue okay. about her. Well, the hunt is on. Everyone is searching. It's a busy morning for a rest day. Who's going to be the lucky recipient of a new idol? It is Miss Heidi. Look at her getting um, some goods a couple times now. Yeah, I really think she in the beginning was very understated. I like. I think she has the best trajectory to make it to the end because people are sleeping on her. Like people aren't noticing the tricks that she's had up her sleeve. And it's very interesting because I think I said in the beginning that she was one of my top three picks. Um, But they, if we look at the whole production side of things, which is another thing old survivor didn't have, like, this is your clear winner. This is, they just showed the episode and now they have to do all these things with storylines and whatnot. We have, we have about four people that have like storyline arcs being Carolyn, Jam Jam, Franny. And now we have Heidi getting stuff, but she's still not getting the storyline arc, which is very interesting. Well, she says it's the best moment yet. The idol can be played last when there are five players in the game. Are you surprised that it wasn't a beware advantage? Um. No, because they're just down to so few people at this point. I think if they had more people, but I don't know what they could have made her do. Like um, last season when they made people collect beads and this seasons before that they made them say phrases. But if there's only one, um, I don't know. You know, I think they just kind of said, okay, no more birdcage. Here's an idol in a where, tree. Speaking of, where is the birdcage? Did they remove it? Is it still there? Can they like, like go hang out by it? I don't I don't know I haven't seen it I guess they're like it's not important anymore but it was this whole big thing to begin with so I feel like production is losing its um, footing in different places because it's trying to do so much Heidi is hoping that no one saw her and she plans on not telling anyone as she will be a power play and people will want to flush it if anyone finds out so we learned that it's very boring on this beach. So Jam Jam is like, let's play a game called Vio Vio, which is a game where you say a letter, then everyone has to guess what that is. It's very much like I Spy. Um, are you, were you a fan of I Spy as a child? Um, I used to, there used to be I Spy books uh-huh. that I used to play with all the time. Um, yeah, but other than that, I don't know. I didn't really play too much. Now, Jam Jam is happy to have an off day and doesn't want to talk game. Um, and I'm like, no, no, sir. I don't have, there's no such thing as an off day on Survivor. I will still talk game to you. But here's the thing is that actually might be a good tactic because if you get everyone around playing a game, no one else is talking That's the true. game. That's so true. you can kind of be in control without actually looking like you're in control. It's not a whole... Um, like Jatia moment where you're trying to control everyone and have them sit down and not talk game. It's a right. whole um, like, oh, it's a distraction. And what I will say is I, that's something I would do. I would fully play the distraction game. I, I All I have to do is like, oh my God, let's pretend we have a podcast out on the island and then it's over. No one's going to talk anything aside from that. Um, now this game is being played. They're all going to mock Miss Midwest as Carolyn says the letter S like it's the word ass. Um, listen, I'm sure it's all in their minds. They've all been been denied ass for a very long time. 
I just think it was a way to show Carolyn on screen again um, because she didn't really have much in this episode. I really think that was just a random thing she, for what them to she throw. She did in. have was huge. Let's talk about it. Uh, Carolyn says they had time to connect to each other, and it's her favorite part of the game because they got to be real. Carolyn will share that she just celebrated 13 years sober. She says it's hard for people to understand that people who come from seemingly normal childhoods and upbringings can get addicted. It doesn't discriminate. She says she's an open book, and this is part of her story. She no longer is ashamed of her previous addiction. It's part of her and made her who she is today. She admits that she messed up and made a lot of mistakes that wasn't her, but she didn't know who she was. Getting sober made her start to like her life again. She met her fiance at an AA meeting. And we're going to watch some videos of Carolyn and her fiance and her son as she tearfully tells us that she is proud of herself to have a family and a wonderful son. She decorates her house for Halloween. It's creepy, but it's everything she ever wanted. She has everything she needs. And she shares that they're grateful that her son never has to see them addicted, just the recovery side of things. They can get up and get out of bed and not struggle. She feels better and is present. All right. We knew this story was coming at some point. Interesting timing. Um, winner at it unlocked question mark. Um, I think Survivor's going for their Emmy, but they sure are. <laughs> um, Jeff Rose is like RuPaul. I wanted the same thing. I just, yeah, I think they kind of waited to show it until they knew how the audience was going to react to her as well, but. Um, I don't know. I think it's so important that she got to share that moment with people and just be like, look, uh, this is this is where I'm at. This is who I am. This is my life. But I feel like she has shown the most of her life outside of Survivor than mm -hmm. anyone we've really seen. Yeah. Um, a lot of people have gotten like a side story, but she's gotten so many. Also, side note, have you seen have you seen her feud with Russell online? Oh, God, no. <laughs> she she was posting this video of like questions uh that people were asking about her and one of the first questions that popped up was what is wrong with her and she was flipping her hair and she's like nothing and russell commented or like shared it or something like that and was um said i disagree and so him and her have been like feuding back and forth. And she's been like, everyone go follow these other people, but not this little troll. <laughs> oh, God. It's so funny. Now, we're going to hear Franny say that she loves Carolyn as she is so herself. She's the kind of person she wants to be around and she is trying to be herself as well. She can learn a lot from her. Um, again, having Franny say this, this could be a very big key for some for later on should I don't know, Carolyn gets to the end. That might be a, a vote right there. I I was really worried Franny was going to turn around and be like, and that's why I should vote her out. Because she, Franny, Franny, Carolyn should be voted out. Like, sure. that's my biggest fear every time I watch an episode is, is this the episode Carolyn is going home? Because, like, if she makes it to the end, I everyone loves her. But, but do they love her game? She, she has to explain her game. Yes. Uh, Carolyn will ask the group who has felt like the weird kid before. And almost everyone raises their hand except for Carson. Liar. Liar, kid. You definitely feel been the weirdo. I can tell. But Carolyn, I don't, Carolyn, well, go ahead. I don't know. I feel like he's come from like 
a wealthy suburban white family and just never had to feel unpopular and he's a um, nerd he's a weirdo it's natural i mean the fact that he at 20 has a 3d printer i'm like that's expensive and that's fair that's, that's fair. not a cheap item to own and yeah that's fair now carolyn notices that she is getting her footing more at first she says that everyone wasn't sure that they could work with her and now people aren't suspecting anything of her she's not afraid of her insecurity and how people look at her as she can't control that she wants people to think she doesn't know what's going on which is a thing da- we just said it. it's a little dangerous um is she having fun yes and we're going to watch her and Jam Jam on the rocks and ice cream. Get down. Do not pull a Matthew. What are you doing up there, people? <laughs> they didn't see that happen. They, they didn't, didn't but they knew the results. But Carolyn is here to play and she is not holding anything back. As she promised her son, she wouldn't. We move on to day 17 and Carson has woken up more tired than he was when he went to bed. He says the last days were a roller coaster, but he is not feeling he has to throw up all the time. But like then they did him very dirty in that confessional, which you can see behind me, because that poor boy was a mess. Um, I would have helped him clean up in the water. Um, did you know that Sammy was 19? Yes, I'm aware that Sammy's <laughs> 19. Um, I think I this didn't... is Carson showing he's 20. <laughs> That's fair. Um, I did not get to chat with Sammy when I um, met everyone else a couple of weeks ago uh, because he was so outrageous and, and insane. I was like, I that's not the energy I can handle right now. Um, yeah, he basically I think... hijacked the podcast. Oh, God. I think um, that Carson being like this whole thing of him being sick and it's carried over now into what, three episodes? Mm-hmm. And I think <laughs> I'm wondering if he's playing into it so much so people don't think that he's a threat, which would be smart. But also, I think it just shows that he's young and he's struggling to really just be like, you know what? I Again, I don't think he's had a lot of like extreme experience. struggles in his life. Yeah, or like just having to like pull yourself up by your bootstraps and get it going. Like, I don't, I don't know. Well, he tells everyone that his stomach doesn't hurt, but his energy levels are so low. We're going to watch Carolyn offer him the last sip of coconut water as it has electrolytes and sugars. And he tells us that they are all hungry and he hasn't eaten in literal days. Bitch, you you just threw up everything you had. That was like three days ago. Also, you're on Survivor. Did you not know that this was like... Gonna the happen. newest the newest biggest loser like literally now we're gonna watch carolyn cook unripe papaya and burn it until they can't taste it as carson tells us it's pretty gross what's the grossest food you've ever had um bugs yeah how's that tell the audience um <laughs> it was more of the psychological thing but also yeah. they make papaya salad over in thailand and cambodia and stuff and it's like it's not fully ripe but it's cooked in a certain way um but i think so what did i have i had tarantula i had um a cricket and a silkworm the silkworm was disgusting the tarantula and the cricket were so well seasoned and sauced that it was like okay this is what it was 
more the mental thing, but the silkworm was in its like cocoon or shell or whatever it was. And I bit into it and it squirted and I was like, nope, mm -mm." but um, it's all a mental game. It's just like when they ate worms at the beginning, but I don't know. It was the silkworm is not something I would do again. Absolutely not. If I had to, if I had to, I could do a cricket. I could do a a million dollars. Would you do silkworm? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Now, Carson says that he signed up for this. He knew it would be miserable. It is what it is. It's Survivor. True story. It's time for tree meal. Carson shares that the note says that this challenge is relatively painless unless you're craving rice because you will feel this thing when you negotiate the price. Lauren will remind us that we, as we've seen in past seasons of Survivor, they have to have enough people willing to give up immunity to get the rice. So rather than have the initial conversation at the challenge, it's time to have it now. Do they have enough people who want to sit out? Carson says that he hasn't been able to compete, so he wants to be able to see if he has it and um, is like, if I don't think I'm going to be good at the challenge, maybe I'll sit it down. Um, I think that's a smart strategy. You, 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 you make everyone think you'll do it, but if you can't actually do the challenge, you, you take one for the team. Well, I mean, that's the thing is like, if you're sitting here, you're like, okay, I know I'm going to lose on this. So maybe I'll sit out, but I don't know. The competitor in me is kind of like Danny, where it's like, no, I'm still going to try. Well, Danny says that it's a nonsense idea that people are going to not do an immunity challenge for rice. He thinks it's embarrassing every time he hears it and doesn't want to be standing there when it's brought up. He came out there to play Survivor and claims you can go 30 days without eating. Well, I'm here to tell you, Mr. Fireman, I can't go three hours without eating. I mean, if there's no food around you, you will. (laughs) Well, that's that's true. Danny will say that the groups are now three, three, three. He wants to play the game. Now, Franny says that Tika has been floating in the middle and she doesn't know who they are really with. So she's not willing to sacrifice sitting out yet. Meanwhile, Danny is so anti sitting out that he's actually trying to connive the rest of the tribe that they should all be the season that doesn't sit out and plays. I don't know how I would take that. I mean, I think it would be I think the whole fact that there's now an episode that is like, I know you're hungry. So who wants to sit out of this challenge for rice versus like before it was, we're going to tempt you with this feast in front of you or where now it's like, okay, you're getting rice for the tribe. And it's the whole Angelina like <laughs> complex of true. Um, like, well, I sat out, so you should not vote me out or you should vote for me in the end because of it. There's a way to play it. Yeah. Now, Carson notes that people are gung-ho about not getting up their spot, but he's hungry. Um, Again, what is your strategy? Would you sit out for rice? I mean, the only thing I would sit out for is Robbie Rice. Gross. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I would not sit out for myself. Uh, I would... I don't know. I mean, I'm on Survivor to compete, but I don't know how, like, where my mental state is going to be. I would hope that in front of millions of viewers, I would buck it up and be like, no, I'm going to attempt for this. But then it's like, all of a sudden, you get up on the challenge, you fall over in five seconds, and you're like, well, now I look like a chump. Right. Well, let's do it. It's raining, it's pouring, it's challenge time. Um, Why is Carson wearing a tank top in the rain? He's literally shivering. Yeah, I'm confused because obviously he has a shirt. Right. Multiple shirts at this point. Yeah. I, because you look back on previous seasons, um, 
what is the with purple kelly where they only gave her like a bikini and that's one of the reasons why she ended up quitting she was like i'm so cold and i can't do it her famous line of i've sucked it up so much there's nothing left to suck (laughs) i have nothing left to suck um but it's like yeah if you have if it's raining and you have better clothing put on the better better clothing literally for this challenge they will stand on a small natalie for her jacket exactly they'll stand on a small block while balancing a ball on an overhanging piece of wood if at any point the ball drops or they fall off the block they are out last person standing wins immunity how would you do in this challenge i think i would do awful to be honest i have terrible balance i sometimes for fun and like I just stand with one foot on top of the other. So that part would not be hard for me. I don't know why I do it. It's just like, it's a weird thing that I just do. So I think I would be okay at this challenge, shockingly. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know. Cause the, it's, it's not the balancing. It's now you're looking up. So right. you're focusing on a focal point that's above you. And so when uh, in dance, when we turn, you kind of look, a little above because if you look direct in front of you when you're turning you're kind of gonna start to fall because your your um sight line is down i don't know we i was taught to look a little higher than eye line so i don't know if maybe looking up is okay and you're just kind of like feeling with your feet i guess it would depend on how big your feet are and how small the block is i don't know i i mean i'm i'm kind of tired of the balancing challenges that's fair. It's time to discuss the tree mail and rice of it all. Heidi says that they have discussed it, but wants to hear now due to the conditions and everything to see if anyone has changed their mind. Lauren will say she will sit out. Carson's like, me too, please, sir. I want some more. And Jeff is like, you're halfway there. You're living on a prayer. Uh, and he's going to try to play the mental game of like, all you have to do is give up immunity for the benefit of the tribe. And that is why I think the decision is a huge part of the social game. Being so anti-sit-out like Danny is going to ruin his social game as hungry people remember who denied them food. Yeah, I think he shot himself in the foot this round and he's got a lot of uh, making up to do. But um, I also thought it was so interesting. (laughs) It's that like the people that did end up sitting out some of them were a surprise. Carson, I was like, he's going to sit out regardless. Yeah. He's literally like uh, a chihuahua in the corner, like, ah, <laughs> like freezing, shaking. Like he wants food. He wants food. Yes. And, um, but like the other three, I was very surprised by them. They obviously, one of them got very comfortable again and it didn't bode well for them. Jeff will be like, it's easy to say that you won't vote out the sit-outs. And Kane's like, yeah, it's about the balance. But if the vote went the way I thought it went last week, it would, I'd be willing to be out of the game. Um, we're going to have Danny claim that he won't sit out, uh, vote for the sit-outs. And Jeff's like, you won't? And Danny's like, sure. And there's a lie. When someone says sure, that is not a guarantee. That is not a yes. Sure is the the surefire way of saying, is no, I'm, I'm lying. Well, but here's the thing is they all focused on Danny saying it, but... Carson said it too. Like uh, Carolyn said it. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like people, other people said it. But for some but reason, Danny the said whole scouts on her. Yeah, but he's not a scout. 
Kane will be the third set out. And as the rain slams down, Jamie, Jamie is like, oh, maybe, but then she won't do it. And Heidi's like, fine, I'll be number four. I think that was Heidi being in like mother mode. Yeah, I think it, I think she was like, okay, three people have already gotten there. And she's like, I mean, maybe she assessed and she didn't think she would have done well, but I, I mean, I think Jamie was smart to actually weigh her options to be like, I want to sit out. I want to help everyone. And obviously the other Rachu people have sat out. So in solidarity, she couldn't, she literally could not. Yeah. Like it, it, I don't know. I think in that moment I would have been like her. And I will say when Kane was like, if you are hesitating, play the game. Yeah. I thought that was like good. Heidi Carson, Kane, and Lauren sit out as Jam Jam, Carolyn, Danny, Franny, and Jamie will play. The challenge is on. And I will say that the rain wouldn't be the rain- main reason why I would have sat this one out. Um, as they say, slippery when wet. Carolyn and her scream. Seconds in, first out. Jamie is out just like that. Three are left. It's Franny, Jam Jam, and Danny. Um, this challenge was great for viewers with a foot fetish because there were a lot of zoom-ins. Not necessarily for me, but congrats to those who love feet. Don't yuck someone's yum, I guess. I don't know. It's true. It's true. Um, Jam Jam is out. Two Soka left. The showdown is on. Will it be Franny or Danny? And Franny pulls it out. She is safe from the vote. It's her second immunity of the season. Um, smart play. Good play. But she's got a giant ass target now. Yeah, absolutely. And she's shown that balancing is like her thing now, too. So any balancing challenges she's gonna kill them um she might not be the most physical person in general but balance a whole different world and uh i actually was surprised when like because danny looked pretty solid but great yeah but that's when the whole editing is like they're gonna show franny faltering franny faltering and danny looking great but he's gonna be the one that's out um and you could tell he was like pissed he he wants to win one of these challenges and he's so close every time he's very competitive he's very competitive yeah magically the rain has ended as they come back to camp and um they found a sack of robbie rice (laughs) i told you there was gonna be puns so they found a sack of potatoes you're not a potato shut your fucking mouth Lauren doesn't care that the risk was what it was. She finally gets to eat rice and says it's amazing. So this confirms that they have not had rice all season long, correct? I haven't either, so... Um, Bullshit. You've had rice lots of times the past couple weeks, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, Yeah, did they not start with rice? Apparently not. I don't think so. They all kind of think of this rice as a feast. They really must be that starving. Kane doesn't think he would have won the challenge. So for him, it made sense to sit out. He says the good news uh, is that those sit-outs won't be voted out. Danny gave him scouts honor despite blindsiding his plan last tribal. So actually, no, his word means nothing to him. Jam Jam says that eating rice woke him up, but that's dangerous as everyone is like that now. Um, usually when I eat food, I just go into a food coma. Well, it depends on how much you eat. Also, if you're like... You're drained of energy. You eat and you're like, oh, okay, now I can think better. Like, that's true. If I'm, that's if true. I'm starving, I'm like, all I'm focused on is where's the pizza? Where's the beef? There is a Ratu and Soka war, and Jam Jam is in the middle with Carolyn and Carson. 
At camp, we're going to hear Danny ask for a name, and Carson will say that it does, he doesn't care, but they have the majority. Heidi is thankful that the Tika members want to work with him. She wants to target Kane, as she seems to think um, he is more strategic than any of the girls. <laughs> I think I, I think you and I talked about this the other day. It's uh, people think that when someone's a nerd that they are more strategic but it doesn't always bode in that sense um but remember how yeah, last Aust- week lauren was a giant target because she had an extra vote did that not matter yeah. this week i don't i think the whole thing though is they got her to like flush it but yeah i don't understand why they weren't like oh maybe that was the obvious choice i don't know but also i think carson played it smart Yes. Here's the thing is people need to learn when someone asks you say a name, don't say a name, turn it on them and go, well, uh, I'm not really sure. Like, what do you think? Cause the moment you say a name that they're like, ah, interesting. This is, is you're, you're giving away your plan. Person knows it's the three students in the middle and they want to flush Jamie's idol. A bit later, Jamie will enter the chat asking if her name is up and Carson's like, oh yeah, we're trying to circumvent that. So Jamie thinks the remaining Soka are a physical threat, so she wants to split it between Danny and Heidi. Lauren is happy Danny didn't win immunity and wants him out of the game. She thinks he's strong and she is still mad about Brandon, but she is worried if he has another idol. So she says, lesson learned, let's split the vote. Kane will say that he and the Tika 3 will target Danny and Lauren and Jamie and her extra vote will go to Heidi. Jamie is fearful her name is out there. She is trying to continue to suppress her idol but everyone knows everything. And now comes the point of the show where Jeff Probst has screwed up Survivor as it's time to play past the advantages. With fear of the knowledge of power being out there, Lauren says that she will give her extra vote to Jamie. Kane will be like, they don't even know if it's in the game, but the fear from previous seasons is enough to let it control the action of this season. Jamie will be giving Kane her idol, so if Jamie goes home... So, well, her idol won't be going home. Do you think we maybe, I don't know, need to cool it off with all the advantages? I I do. I will say, at the end of the day, I have no horse in the race. I'm not playing. I'm, I'm just sitting back and watching. But sometimes I'm like, okay, now this is becoming, like, too complicated. Like, who has what? And, um... Because now yeah, it, it's, I, it's, it, it makes you, you... I mean, obviously, the vet best strategy is don't tell anyone ever that you have an advantage or an idol but now you are now forced to think of okay well this person knows if there is that advantage out there i have to move it yeah that's the thing but also no one is still like figuring out who had the idol on tika like no no one is asking that question and not even the tika members they're not they i think they gave up and thought oh well no they they, they thought um what's her face had it sarah Sarah or um, who before her who went home um, Heather Helen, Helen. Um, they thought she might have had it and yeah so it's like good on Carolyn for keeping that thing so secret and mm-hmm. the person that likes to talk the most <laughs> that has kept that to herself like exactly. kudos to you we're gonna see Jamie hand off the idol to Kane and thus he believes that this is the debut of Kane Fritzer the strategist, or as I like to call it, another day, another silly goose. Are we ready for the wrench? 
Franny is aware that the Tika three are floating in the middle and feels like if they don't do something about it, Tika will be left and the rest of them will be on the jury bench. And I was like, oh my God, I hope that's foreshadowing, please. She wants to work with Ratu, despite them having idols and advantages. Franny will pitch her idea to Danny and Heidi and wants them to vote Jam Jam and Ratu three on Carolyn and the re-vote will allow them to all vote out Jam Jam. Danny is not here for this idea. He thinks it's not smart to work with Rachu. He says it's like sleeping under the wing of a dragon with two advantages. Who's martyr here? Is it Danny or is it Franny? So I think Franny is correct. Just one vote too soon. I think this next get out so Ratu doesn't have the majority. And then you pick off Atika. But then that's the thing is then the Tika 2 and Ratu 2 are then going to come for it. That's the whole thing is these tribes about are numbers. so stuck. These tribes are so stuck together that they're trying to carry each other to the end. But if you're smart, you want your tribe to be on the other side. You want your tribe to be sitting because they're so close with each other. You want them sitting on the jury because then they'll vote for you. You want to yes. be the last one of your tribe left in this season knowing how close-knit they are right so i would kind of be like yeah someone take them out and someone take them out so i don't have to danny will tell heidi and franny that tika has no threats right now and ratu has two idols and says it's illogical he thinks franny is taking sides against the family so danny is officially the new godfather of survivor carson and jam jam chat and jam jam wants kano it's personal for him don't write his name down or you're dead Jam Jam will tell this to Carolyn, and she thinks Kane is not a big threat. She will say to him that what is best for her, a phrase we have not heard from her all season, she's going to throw Danny's name out there. She wants to vote out Danny because of the muscle bro thing. She's sick of him. Um, but apparently the thing that really pisses her off, or according to the editors that pissed them off, is him flossing. Um, you're a dancer. Can you floss? I mean, I floss my teeth daily. No, the dance move. You know, like the swish swish from Katy Perry music video. Wait, when? Yeah, when did she say that? That pissed her off. No, no, that's the that was the visual they showed us as she sang. He pisses her off. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't remember that, but I mean, I think at the end of the day, honestly, the three Ratu, I wouldn't be as worried about as like Danny or Franny, like. Those two are power, the two power players in the game right now. Yeah. And then Lauren they has her extra vote. Yeah, Lauren has her extra vote. And those are the three people that I would be worried about in the game. Now, Carolyn and Carson will talk. She says they have the numbers to get Danny out as Kane is a low priority. So Carson is now in the middle of the Tika three. They have to make a decision. And Carson says that as long as he can keep them voting as a collective group, they pretty much control this vote. The three Stooges are running the game. Does that mean Carson really is the brains of the operation? I don't think he's the brains of the operation. And here's why. I think he is, he's shown really good sides and really bad sides. Like he'll let information slip and then pretend like he did it on purpose. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That made things worse for your team, like for your tribe. He is like planted seeds that, end up hurting Tika so I don't think he's as I think he thinks he's the brains of the operation but truly like Jam Jam has held his own Carolyn has held her own and to be honest he wasn't with them for a time and they were still doing like, like just fine so I think 
yeah, I think he thinks he's the one that's like pulling the strings, but really with one without the other two wouldn't be working right now right. is the thing is they all three need each other. We're going to journey to tribal council where our friends, Matt and Brandon are sitting in the jury box and Matt will give um, fuck me eyes to Franny the entire time. Jeff will congratulate. I'm so Franny. glad he's, I'm so glad he's over there. I was so sick of that storyline. <laughs> I did not like him. I did not like him from the beginning from like he to say you're on the island because you just got out of a relationship and then all of a sudden you're making goo goo eyes at someone else immediately i'm like oh my goodness <laughs> just gonna congratulate franny for a second individual immunity but he really wants to know if they are all okay with the rice decision heidi says that it was a last second decision from her as she is competitor but doesn't regret it Jeff will remind Kane that they discussed the four sit-outs would be safe, and Kane will say it openly that he doesn't believe it. He says everyone gives different levels of their trust and their word, but their bond will get broken in the game at times. He says rice negotiation is low on the totem pole when it comes to trust in the history of Survivor. Jeff will say that he heard Danny say Scott's honor, and Danny will say he is not a scout. And there you have it. Scouts of America have turned on Danny. Also, shout out to Scouts Honor, my dear drag friend. Go follow her on Instagram, friends. Danny will say that he doesn't believe the it's for the tribe stuff. He doesn't believe the I wanted my people to eat stuff and says, fine, you don't want um, them to not eat. Then you don't eat. Um, why is he just digging himself into a deeper hole about this whole conversation? Here's the thing is, do I think he's right? Yes. Do I think he should have kept his mouth shut? Absolutely. And I think that's the problem with Danny is he says and then thinks after. Um, but yeah, I mean, you you stepped out not because, oh, I want everyone else to eat. There are very few people in that situation that I would have stepped out for other people. Carson oh, yeah. stepped down for himself. Uh, Kane stepped down for himself. Lauren stepped down for herself. Heidi, I think... Yeah, I think Heidi was like, uh, there are three people. Fine. Yeah, I'll just do it. And so I think she panicked. But the thing is, is like there even like Carolyn, who last episode was like, I'll side with Carson, like I'll lose because I want to take care of him. She she literally said, I'm not stepping out. And yeah. she knew she wasn't going to do well in that challenge. <laughs> but she was like, no, I can't like um you step down because your hunger wins over in that moment and right. your brain won over your gut or I Kane, guess Kane's gonna say he doesn't agree with Danny completely as he saw the challenge and he did not think it was going to happen the second best thing he could do for himself was get rice now Jamie says that you have opposite side of the spectrum opinions of what it means to sit out for the greater good of the tribe and it tells you about the individual and how they're playing the game and Jeff will be like Danny and he's like, agree to disagree. And again, this is why I go back to jury management. And, and this is the social part of the strategy. Um, I don't think if she had the choice, she would give a vote towards Andy because she doesn't like his moral compass. But here's the thing is that's I don't think he has a lack of moral compass. I think he's like, I'm here to compete. We're all here playing an individual game. So us stepping down for rice at the end of the day, we're not looking at it in the grand scheme. Why does someone stepping down for rice not bode well for them, but someone not stepping down for rice bodes horribly for them if they say, uh, like, I don't know. Because it's feel, about how he says it. I, 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 do, I do agree that he put his foot in his mouth so many times. And, 
but I don't disagree with what he's saying. I just okay. disagree that he said it. I because I think I think if he's you, right. I, Robbie Rice ever deny me food, you're out of here. Great, vote me out. <laughs> Carolyn says they didn't talk about who sat out and who didn't because the rice changed everything as they were different people. They felt human again and they are now even hungrier. Jam Jam says that as soon as the rice was done, they went back to the possibilities and he still thinks it could be him. He's paranoid. He's always paranoid. Um, Lauren, she says there are still bonds from old tribes, but she is thinking about who has lied to her and who has not. And as she says this, she gestures toward Danny and Heidi. And I think it was accidentally, but Heidi calls her out and Lauren's like, you have. There is some laughter, but facts are facts. (laughs) I think Heidi keeps it real too I think Heidi says what's what's on her mind as well like Danny says what's on his mind Heidi says what's on her mind and I think Lauren also kind of had diarrhea of the mouth and just kept talking and then was like oh shit Franny says the spark comes at tribal because you walk around with somebody and you think that's the plan but then you they walk with someone and you're like wait which plan at the end of the day sometimes it will be the last plan Heidi says you may think you have it by the numbers logically but she points out there may be a shot in the dark idols and extra votes so no one knows what will happen until Jeff reads the votes and that's why I say let's dumb it down get rid of all the crazy advantages let's do one season where it's just idols could you imagine could you imagine oh my god I love it yeah, I mean, or even like one of the OG seasons where it's like there are no, no idols. idols. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing's going to save you. Jamie's listening to everything because she needs to make sure the last conversation was solid. So she is trying to pick up what people are putting down. Jam Jam says everybody has a plan and the surprise will be which plan it will be. Um, who's the it? Jeff Lost Kane, if you have the choice to play a season of Survivor that is chaotic and crazy or play a very quiet season of survivor which would he choose he first says quiet and says nah i'm just kidding he will 100 out of 100 play the chaotic season because to him every single person is playing the game and that's what makes it exciting he's not here for a walk in fiji um i would love a walk in fiji you want to go um it depends because some of fiji is not my favorite but some of fiji's nice Okay, let's just go to a beach. I want to go 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 hang out in a um one of those like huts on um, huts the bungalows. Expensive. Yeah, the, if um, you're water. if you're paying if you're paying, okay, I'll go. Wait, but good. but would you play a quiet game or would you play a chaotic game? My mind says absolutely quiet. I want to be very conservative, but that's like no, no. I will stir the pot. Give me chaos. Yeah, I don't. I think a quiet game would make me even more paranoid. At least if there's chaos, I know what's going on um, a lot of times. But when it's quiet, I sit there and I start to overthink. I think I would be one of the players that played myself out of the game. I could see that, yeah. (laughs) Danny says sometimes you'll be driving a car and sometimes you have to be just ears and decide which backseat to get into. He notes it's a live tribal. Speaking of, Carolyn is feeling worse about being there and is looking for someone to give her a nod. And then we're going to watch Franny and Kane whisper and the tribal is in fact live, or so they say. Does the whispering make Jam Jam nervous? He says he wants subtitles to see what's going on. And well, the editors gave him subtitles. That was so good. I love that it's, kind of editing. It's like Korong when they gave Debbie different jobs every love time. <laughs> um I thought it was interesting that Kane decided to whisper to Franny and ask make her. Make it make sense. I was like, oh. I was like, he did that to stir the pot. He's like, if I talk to my tribe, 
then yeah, but I was very unless was there like, was a conversation was a... between Kane and Franny about um, doing something to Tika. I don't. Well, you, if you look at the votes, Franny didn't vote with everyone. I know. Well, 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 yeah. So um, we're gonna then have Kane whispering to Carolyn. Lauren will get up. Jamie gets up. It's a live tribal. It's what Jam Jam has always wanted to do all his life. Do you like the live tribals? Do you want to go back to where Jeff says, "Do not get out of your seats." Did did what was the first live tribal? Was that Malcolm. the one on Malcolm during Game Changers? Mm-hmm. When was was that when Haley was like, "I'm not ready to vote." I didn't say I was ready. Yeah, I think and, it was Malcolm's elimination episode. Yeah. No. Was that when he went home? I, I don't so. know. I just because I was that, at um, two tribes. Uh, I was at um, Know It All's live. It was a, the, the crowd went wild because it was like insane that it was happening. Was it the two tribes and they were all choosing yes. one? Like, and yes. Jeff was like, "All right, it's time to vote." And Haley said, "I didn't. I didn't say I was ready to vote." Yeah, I believe that. I believe that is right. It, listeners, if I'm not right, let me know which one it was. Um, Interesting. I would not activate it. I would, if you want to come talk to me, sure. And then I'll go from there, but I'm not going to act, start it. Not a chance. I just think that's where you start through, especially the fact that Kane talked to Franny. Like if you're not talking to the people that you have openly shown that you are with, that's, and I think a live tribal was, could have been really, really bad for Tika. Mm-hmm. I think they, I, that's where I will say, I think the three of them did such an amazing job of controlling the chaos, because if they would have spoken to one wrong person or said one wrong thing, any of them, it could have really just flipped. Right. We're going to get a whisper subtitle for Kane and Jamie when she asks him if she should play her idol. And Kane tells her he doesn't think so as he thinks Carolyn is solid, but if she wants to, he will not hesitate. It's time to vote. Jeff returns with I think Carolyn heard that too. No idols played by a vote of five to three to one to one. Kane is voted out. Let's go through the votes. Here we have Kane was voted for by Carolyn, Carson, Danny, and Jam Jam. Um, three votes for Heidi from Jamie, Lauren, and the extra vote. One vote for Jamie from Franny. One vote for Danny from Kane. First off, was this the best move? Um, I think for Soka, getting rid of a Raw 2 member, yes. I think also the fact that now Lauren's extra vote is gone, it really worked out for Raw 2. Um, I think Tika these need, two... Tika is flip-flopping, and they, but they're not going to get screamed at because everyone needs them. They need those. But three. here's the thing is they haven't truly been flip-flopping. They've stayed with um Soka like the past two. Right. They perceived to not be flip-flopping, but they know that they are flip-flopping. Yeah, I think they know that they would go whichever way they think is the smartest. But I think these two women that have now been scorned are gonna be vengeful of Tika specifically rather than Soka. And so I think. I think Atika might be going home next. Before we get there, is the fake idol now officially gone? Yeah, I think it was in Kane's pocket. I and I too. think 
I, I, they're not going to replant a fake one. So, no, but we were denied my moment of having Jamie look like a fucking silly goose on national television. Ugh, you're so mean to her. But yeah, <laughs> I think so badly. I think honestly that helped her so much because I think it makes her look less like. Um, but people are still going to think that she has an idol as long as she keeps her mouth shut. People are going to think she has an idol, and they'll always have to split the vote around her or they'll be too scared to vote for her things it could actually right. benefit her that it's gone and right. then yeah okay Let, let's go to the burning questions first off what is kane's legacy dungeons and dragons i honestly he was kind of my pick for one of the first outs like yeah. i feel bad but i yeah i just i feel like from the get-go he didn't have a lot of screen time and then all of a sudden they would randomly throw in snippets and this episode he had so much screen time i was like oh he's going home yeah this was a classic elimination episode who is in danger girl all of them all of them are in danger um i think i think tika's tika's in danger next time okay um I cut you off on the the Jamie of it all because I think she's in danger because I think kind of alluding to what you're saying, I don't think she's going to keep her mouth shut. I think she is so furious. She lost her idol. She is going to go on a revenge tour and it's going to bite her in the ass. She's going to lose her mind. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. And then you, very... again, you can unite Tika and, um, the problem uh, Soka, is like, be like get rid of her she's nothing to anyone it's a number gone prob- but here's the thing is i think they might feel like they can like people are gonna feel like oh i think i can use jamie and get to the I end don't i think they can i think franny is too gung-ho about getting out a tika person that she will turn to danny and she'll be like listen i went with your plan last time even though she didn't i went right. with your plan last time but now i want i want a tika person gone because they're the only other tribe that has three people heidi is going to want to be the one to stop it she's not going to allow it to happen i think she can talk sense to franny but i don't know heidi might also go listen it's three us three them like what's the smartest move heidi is if i think in order for heidi to get franny to stay on her side she will tell her about the idol Maybe, or she'll just figure out where they're voting and she'll play it on that person. It's possible. Because um, here's the thing is Heidi could be really smart and play her idol for a Tika person, then join forces with Tika and it's four and then it's four versus three. And then she's in with that three. Yeah. Um, I, I, have, I have this gut feeling that Heidi is going to make Tika her bestest friends. Yeah. Yeah, because she kept saying, she's like, I think I can work with Jam Jam. I think I can pull him over. And the whole thing where she had um, Lauren vote for Jam Jam and the fact that that was just brushed under the rug, even though Jam Jam's like a woman scorned constantly. And I, I, this, this is not spoiler because I don't know anything. Um, but like when I did talk to Heidi that one time, uh, she was telling me about how her and Jam Jam spoke Spanish all the time. That's a bond that those two had that no one else truly do. And, and they can speak. And no one, they can speak openly and no one knows what they're saying to each other. It's going to be interesting. Like, it's really going to be interesting moving forward. Um, but, yeah, go ahead. 
I was going to say, why do you think, I don't know if this is one of your questions, why do you think Franny voted for Jamie? Literally no idea. It makes no sense. I think she did it solely because she didn't want Danny telling her what to do. And she wanted to say, well, I chose my own path and I voted for her just in case anything went haywire. But one vote does nothing. One vote does one vote does nothing. nothing. And and now Heidi and Danny can be like, well, fuck you. We don't need you. Get, goodbye. Yeah. Like, they can sacrifice they, her. Well, they could look at her and they could go, actually, you're a big competition. You already have at least one vote over there and you beat Brandon in a challenge. So he might respect you enough to vote for you as well as an athlete. So you might have two votes sitting over there. So, Hmm. Well, I honestly think Franny is the biggest threat on, on that Island right now. Well, after nine episodes, the winner of the season is. I, my winner pick is Carolyn, but I think Franny will win if she gets to the end. I, I do not see Freddy. I, I am this episode really is solidifying. I think it is going to be someone on Tika. I, I, I'm still going with Jam Jam. I'm going with Jam Jam. But here's the thing is they did so much editing about the love story, about how Franny is now vengeful for Matt, about how she felt destroyed because she sat him over there. I think they did so much like in the editing room just for her and that love story being shown constantly that I think they are setting her up for. I think the love story is in there is because there hasn't been a love story on Survivor in a very long time. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I just don't know that Jam Jam has, the, I think he has final three edit. I don't think he has the winner edit. Jam Jam is good TV. It's very much in line of uh, Marianne. Um, again, you have to look at the numbers and what's going to happen. I think this next episode is going to be the determining factor for how it all ends up. Um, yeah. It's going to be really, really cool to see. Um, I think Lauren has no shot of winning. I think Jamie has no shot of winning. I think Danny has no shot of winning. Then it goes down to five people. Yeah, I think now that Lauren doesn't have her extra vote, I think she, and the fact that it got played wrong as well, I think that hurts her. Um, I will say that I thought she became very, very strong, uh, but I think she fizzled out, and I think her ego got the best of her as well. Yeah. I think she got very confident. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I'm t- I, this, this has been my favorite season of the new generation of survivor i really um, like this season let me think so 41 who won 41 um hourglass girl oh oh yeah yeah erica um yeah i think i think we've had some like really good characters and that's that's the thing too is like the next time there's an all-stars or something it's going to be all new players and we're not going to get any of those like Ceres. we're not going to get any of those three does not need to play any more games she's done she's good she she, she's good she won traders exactly she's good she's done she's done she's retired but I, I think she would come back. I think she would come back and play. I think she's like, yeah, I'm good at this damn game. So why not? And maybe we'll she has the confidence. Now, mm-hmm. I think she would go in and play with nothing to lose because she has won like something. She has won something. She has won money. She has a title under her belt. So I think she would come in and be like, listen, yeah, I'm Sarifa fucking Fields and I'm here to 
here here's my um dream season for season 50 it's going to be aughts versus tens versus twenties versus thirties versus forties you know those those zero or season one to ten those people are too like what are they going to bring back colby no they're going to bring back elizabeth hasselbeck oh goodness i would (laughs) i want i want jerry to come back again honestly do it i think she would absolutely Um, do it absolutely i mean i don't really know that dreamcast i'm telling you i'm gonna have i'm gonna start dreamcasting that up i think it'll be such a fun season but the the problem is is that all those people from the early seasons are going to be the old goats now like they're uh, yeah you never know you never know all right. Um, I I asked the question to everybody. I have to ask it to you, even though I know the answer. Where can we find you on social media? Nowhere. What is life like having no social media presence? I will be honest. When I was backpacking um, through like Southeast Asia for a while, it was kind of difficult because you meet so many people and you bond with them so quickly because it's it's almost like a trauma bonding or like you're when you're solo, you're just like looking for conversation sometimes, or you're on a tour and you have this amazing experience. Like people I went to Angkor Wat with, or people um, that I like hiked up a mountain in Bali with that you meet and you're like, wow, I connect with you so fast. And then it's, they're like, Oh, let's keep in touch on Instagram. And I'm like, you just need a burner I, account where you just post photos of your excursions and that's all you do. I will say I thought about making one be- solely because there aren't enough solo queer travelers. Yeah. I don't know if that's from fear or anything like that. Um, and I thought about like really just trying to put out their information for people to do. But then I was like, that's too much work. But I did have one girl tell me, I was like, I don't have social media, but you can have my email or my WhatsApp. She goes, that's too much work. She's like, we're not going to keep in touch that well. That's okay. And I was like, fair. Well, two times in one week, you've been on the podcast. It's been my joy. It made me so happy. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me yet again at whatever time in the world it is. 